0: Hey mugworts, welcome to Wormwood and Witches, a podcast all about the strange and unusual. <laughs> Tally and Erica invite witches and weirdos from all backgrounds to the conversation of the mystic and divine. Come fly with us on this journey as we explore ritual, magic, and the peculiar hosted by anchor you can find us on all of your favorite streaming platforms you can also find us on facebook at wormwood and witches podcast or instagram at wormwood and witches and we're back with another mini sewed mugworts. so again on the trajectory of our summer series, Tally and I are just going to do quick little snippets of um, stuff that we've been working on or stuff that's relevant to us and doing just little mini fun episodes for y'all. So uh, I talked about my work with the Morgan or lack thereof um, on my last mini-sode so I wanted to talk about, I know I'd mentioned some of the crystals that are uh, on my altar at this moment, and I kind of wanted to dive a little bit into that deeper. So I have a really cool mahogany obsidian, a uh, very large projectile point that my lovely friend Alan DeNoyer um, flintnapped for me because go archaeology. Uh, so he flintnapped that for me, and it was funny because as I was starting to read about stones and herbs that are connected with the morrigan, it came up with obsidian, and I was just looking around one day in my curio cabinet because apparently I'm not a very observant individual sometimes, um, like on my video working with the Morgan, and I realized that my little... Um, perfume vial uh, had Morgan Le Fay, who is associated with the Morgan. Uh, and I had just noticed that I was looking around and saw my curio cabinet. I was like, Oh, like they talk about her being a warrior and the battlefield. And that sometimes knives are good for your altar work with her. And I realized that I had a obsidian projectile point knife, if you will, made out of mahogany obsidian. And it's a really pretty, not your traditional obsidian, where it's the kind of more translucent, all black. It's this like blood red with um, black inclusions or like dots in them. And so mahogany obsidian is a type of obsidian with hematite or magnetite inclusions within it. Uh, So it gives its red brownish color and obsidian is a volcanic glass um, and it's interesting fun little tidbit about obsidian is that if you use uh, a type of science called xrf um, you can use basically it allows you to beam a laser edit and it comes back with the properties and you can actually trace obsidian, uh, by its chemical composition to even a particular vent within a volcano, which I think is really cool, but I digress on my little archeological mindset. So, um, so yes, it's a volcanic glass and, uh, can be commonly found anywhere where there's volcanic activity. And most notable countries include for specifically mahogany obsidian, Mexico, Japan, Afghanistan, Brazil, and parts of the U.S. Um, Spiritually or energetically, mahogany obsidian is great for uniting the spiritual and earthly, uh, kind of connecting the spiritual portion and grounding us. So working with the energy of lunar eclipses or blood moons and one's own root chakra and it also helps to protect and heal um, kind of like if you're feeling uprooted again with that root chakra if you're feeling kind of uprooted or not very grounded it's very good for that energy flow as well Uh, you can use it against psychic attacks and low vibrations um, as it apparently allows one to drift into the magical and cosmic unknown but while staying grounded in the physical. And all this is from White Witch Parlor. And I find that particular tidbit really cool as um, I delve deeper into trying to scry. So what a good element to also have for when you're trying to scry or meditate um, and connect with these deities or these dark goddesses. So um, and Mahogany Obsidian it teaches the user the importance of detoxing and encompassing the user with newfound strengths, which again, I feel like vibrates very well with the Morgan because she is a badass. Um, on the same trajectory, I would like to talk about regular Obsidian as well. So I have a Obsidian orb, um, again, that I'm trying to use to scry. And it has much of the same characteristics as the mahogany obsidian, um, but this is just pure black. So black obsidian has actually been used throughout human history, Um, not only stone tools from many cultures, but again, going down the archaeological road here. Um, there is also evidence that the earliest known uses of black obsidian can be traced back to sites around 6,500 BC in Anatolia or modern day Turkey in ancient Egypt. It was highly prized and often used to create jewelry and other decorative objects. And in Mesoamerica, which is one of my favorites, because a lot of these were traded up, um, into the Southwest, which is my region of focus as far as archeology span and, um, my study goes, is that uh, certain civilizations would do ceremonial knives made out of obsidian, but most cool, in my opinion, are the obsidian mirrors that they would make um, and actually be able to see their reflection and use in certain practices. Uh, Ancient Greeks also crafted black blades from the rock and used as swords or daggers. And over time, different societies found different ways to to work with this common stone. Uh, you find it a lot of the time in the Southwest as projectile points. And there's some really cool uh, volcanic sources within the Southwest that you can trace archaeologically through that XRF um, through history. So uh, again, obsidian mirrors were used by ancient civilizations. Um, and sometimes it's really cool that they have uh, intricate carvings and um, gems around the edges. I'll see if maybe I can maybe take a picture of one at uh, from work potentially. I'll see because uh, we have some really cool obsidian mirrors in our collection uh, today. Modern jewelers contain continue to craft beautiful pieces again from this gemstone. Um, so obsidian is commonly found, uh, when you go to, uh, the gem and mineral shows that travel around. So energetically, black obsidian is known as a protection stone and, uh, a warrior stone. And it has been used since ancient times to ward off darker energies and provide spiritual protection. Um, and this gemstone works with your body to create an energetic shield, uh, that helps protect you from negative influences. And black obsidian healing properties hold great power for those seeking uh, transformation and self-growth. This is from Truly Experiences. Um, Its dark hue reflects its ability to help one move through difficult emotions, allowing deeper healing processes to take place. So again, what a beautiful stone to use while we're doing this shadow work and really tapping into these dark goddesses who are hopefully gonna just kick our ass and whip us into shape. So, and then lastly, I don't know why I was called to this one while I was at our uh, local shop here, Ritual Craft, when I was looking at stuff for um, the Morrigan, but I found blue tiger's eye, which I did not know even existed. And it's a beautiful gemstone, much like just regular tiger's eye, but different uh, hues of blue. And like the deep surge of the ocean, glazed in the last rays of the sun, Blue Tiger's Eye brings a whole host of healing shades together. So again, this it can be like a dark blue or a turquoise um, with just different shades of amber as well. It's really pretty. Uh, blue Tiger's Eye is a symbol of strength and it calls on courage, deepens willpower, and helps those who wear it overcome all kinds of challenges in their lives. Blue healing crystals are also known to encourage communication, flow, mental clarity, and inner peace, which makes sense because blue kind of usually always equates to the element of water, which means fluidity, flexibility, um, emotional intelligence. So totally makes sense. Um, And it's good for nurturing strength and courage and ensuring you stay calm and connected uh, no matter what life throws at you. And... Apparently, it is a willing stone, so it allows you to kind of use that manifestation, if you will. Um, and blue tiger's eye is actually formed within the mineral crocodilite, which I'm so sorry if anybody who actually knows gems and minerals out there, you can come at me for my pronunciation. Um, so it's blue in color, but it's replaced by silica. So the process gives the stone its unique color and blue tiger's eye is actually typically found in South Africa and is considered rare. Um, but I don't know if it's how rare it actually is. So, um, those were my three stones that are currently on my altar and, i um, currently working with them, and I'll keep you guys updated. So keep an eye out for uh, the depictions of them on our Instagram. And again, if you have any questions or any good stories, Tally and I are always looking for more stories to share. Um, so please feel free to email us at wormwoodandwitches.com at gmail.com or find us on Instagram at Wormwood and Witches. So hope y'all are staying relatively cool. Um, After seeing Tally post her watermelon drink, I really now want some kind of nice, refreshing watermelon mint drink. So I think I'm going to go make that while I try to cool off in this summer heat, which I do not like, regret one bit because while it's hot, I'm so happy that summer is finally here and we'll eventually get into our lovely fall weather. So, take care, my warts. Hope this helps. Bye.